Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Patrick Wicklander, who knows a lot about Razorback baseball, knows a lot about this team, and knows a lot about Dave Van Horn, and he joins us on the Jones and Son Bridal and Fine Jewelry Hotline. Patrick, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks all for having me. Absolutely, man, absolutely. And I know that obviously you're very vocal and uh, you, you're very intensive on what Razorback baseball is doing right now in, in the regional, but we'll just start with there and this weekend against Oklahoma State and, and the games that they played. What have you made so far of the Razorbacks' performance, especially on the pitching side of things? Um, Pitching-wise, I, I mean, Nolan with a great start against Grand Canyon, you couldn't ask for anything better. Um, I didn't get a chance to really watch uh, Hagen start then yesterday watching Wiggins, he started off really well, really hot. I mean, when he throws three fastballs by OSU, hardest, uh, hottest hitter, I and mean, it's pretty cool. But um, overall, granted, it's a very offensive-heavy regional. OSU is known for their bats, and OSU is a launching pad. <laughs> but overall, I think, I mean, if we just get the right guys in the right situations today, I think we have a good chance. What do you do with pitching when it gets to this point? You've uh, played a number of games in a regional. You're playing on a Monday. And for the most part, you've gone through your starters and you've gone through a number of bullpen guys. So when you're in this position, what do you do with pitching? Um, Johnny Holstaff it. Everyone, everyone's got to be ready. Got to be ready for whenever. Um I think the whole key to the night is whoever throws up consecutive zeros. The first part, the first team to throw back to back zeros is going to be the team that ends up winning it, in my opinion. Well, Patrick, I know that uh, you mentioned, you know, kind of doing it by committee, which I think uh, is really the only move that you can do. But what's something that Dave Van Horn even said last night in his press conference is when asked about the pitching and if he has an idea of it, he's like, yeah, we have an idea, but we're going to sleep on it. We're going to see uh, – you know, and think about it and see what we do and see how if guys are ready to go. Was that something that kind of got talked about a lot whenever, you know, pitching was pretty slim on guys? Would it be more of, hey, does Dave Enhorn come to the pitchy, pitchers and say, hey, you know, who's how you guys feeling, who's feeling good, who's not? Uh, I mean, how is that approach done when you have a bunch of worn-out arms but you got to win this final game? I mean, last year, I mean, he said something like that too and ended up being kept top starting and we all kind of had to do with that. But kind of this year, it's because DVH is very, very vocal with his coaches too. He does a great job talking to Hobbs and talking about it. So kind of it's also Hobbs, like whatever Hobbs has an idea on. So whether it be Johnny Holstaff or whether somebody we really haven't seen this year sometimes starts this year or starts this game. I mean, he does come to certain guys if he plans on using them, seeing how they feel, seeing like if they're ready to go. But, I mean, quite frankly, I don't really know what he has up his sleeve. <laughs> and watching some games in this regional, what do you think of the strike zone? Do you think it's uh, it's maybe too small or maybe it's about right as far as some of the pitches that are being called? Um, I feel like it's just inconsistent from what I've seen. So... I mean, if, if an umpire's going to be bad, at least be consistently bad, don't be inconsistent. I mean, last night you guys saw Gregory was arguing well against 
how often do you see that from Greg, who has one of the best eyes in the SEC or in the country overall? So I'm just saying it's, it's frustrating to see that. Well, Patrick, you know, you mentioned that too as a pitcher. How do you handle that when you're going up against an umpire that obviously has a lot of inconsistencies? I mean, is it kind of just you know, do the best that you can? Is there any sort of strategy to try to overcome that? Because I'm sure as frustrating as it is for batters, it's equally as frustrating as pitchers trying to figure out what exactly the strike zone is on this guy. Um, like As a pitcher, when you see that, you just kind of got to like create weak contact or miss barrel. So... It, it, it kind of does put some pressure on you as a pitcher, but at the end of the day, you got to make the adjustment because the game is not going to, in games like that, it's not going to benefit you a whole lot if you have a plan to nibble in the corners. It's like, no, you got to force swings and misses. you got to force weak contact. So I just think if the hogs are able to do that, it'll be, it'll be in great hands. Throughout the game on Saturday, and especially when they got to that eighth inning where Arkansas was able to make that incredible run, there were a lot of players that were hit by pitches. And so throughout the game, there was only one pitcher for Oklahoma State that didn't hit a batter. Is that something that is uh, because of fatigue? Or is it just, you know, coincidence that it, it seemed like it was contagious at that point that every pitcher was hitting a batter? Um, it could be fatigue. It could be a lot of different things. Um, I just feel like... A, they got the ball rolling downhill, and it just really escalated on them really quick, and they couldn't stop just waiting in time. But, I mean, the benefit of the hog is huge. So, I mean, it just comes down to stopping the bleeding as soon as you can, especially in pushing baseball. So, uh, Patrick, obviously, you know, you're a guy that had a, had a stellar career at Arkansas and has, and has been into – uh, postseason play before and all those things too, and you've been watching and paying attention to this team. We know they got to win tonight. I think everybody knows. But what do you think of the ceiling though for this team? Like, say if they win tonight and they head to the Supers, we know that there's only 16 teams left in postseason play. I mean, from what you've seen and what you know about these guys, are they good enough to go all the way? Are they good enough to for sure get to College World Series? What do you make of the team right now and what they're capable of, assuming they get past Oklahoma State tonight? Um, if they get back past Oklahoma State tonight and if the cards, cards that are dealt fall in the favor of the Hogs and we get back to Bomb, the host three Supers, you'll see the Hogs in Omaha, without a doubt. So, but the feeling of the team is you guys see the offense now. You guys saw the pitching all year. Yeah, it's a very offensive-heavy regional, but once the pitching gets back on track and the offense stays hot like they are, you guys have a massive championship type team. Patrick, what are you up to these days, and what can we look forward to seeing from you with the uh, Tampa Bay Rays? Um, I'm currently in a high A with Tampa Bay. The team I am on is the Bowling Green Hot Rod in Bowling Green, Kentucky. So we start a two-week homestand tomorrow, I think, against the Hickory Crawdads, which, which is affiliated with the Texas Rangers. But I'm just, it's way longer season of college ball. I mean, <laughs> we aren't even at the all-star break and postseason baseball for college is already here. So it's making that adjustment. You see that, but I mean, you get, you guys have seen me active on Twitter, watching the hogs. I mean, there's no better, there's no better place to be than Arkansas. <laughs> 
Well, and I, yeah, that's what I was mentioning about you being active on social media. And also seeing, and I'm not saying that anyone's going after anybody, but you and a lot of former players, you know, really try to, it seems like it talk some Razorback fans off the ledge a lot of times on social media where, you know, it's just they, they live in the moment and they get uh, really, really high, but and then really low when things aren't going good. But, uh, like, what is that like? Is it just a former player where is it just that people maybe don't understand the game of baseball and how it's played and everything? Because it seems like there's you and a lot of former players that are trying to, really relaxed Razorback fans a lot of times during these games? Um, kind of seeing it as a former player is frustrating, because don't get me wrong, I saw it a lot in 21. And in 21, 19, even worth the 20. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I wanted to say, but I couldn't. But now, obviously still being affiliated with Arkansas, but being able to have a little more free reign, it's, it's like, hey, these, it's not like these kids are trying out. Like it's not like they're out here trying to lose, y'all. Like it's baseball. It's three game series for a reason. They play series. You know, but it's not football. We aren't. We aren't the what 20, 2012 Patriots where we went where they went seventeen and zero. We're not Alabama going undefeated almost every year in football. It's yeah, we have a really good talented team, but so does a lot of other teams. <laughs> so it's just kind of. It's it's frustrating to see fans like think they know what's best for the team when they haven't personally experienced it. How did you handle that as a player? Like you said, there were many times you wanted to say things and you stayed away from it, but was that something that you discussed with other players? Because if you saw it, they were seeing it. And people have different ways of going about it. You said you saw it. There may have been other players and other guys that just stayed away from it. Yeah, I mean, for me, big thing for me was like whenever I had a dark day, it was like I didn't get on social media. I didn't really check it until after the game. Uh, but I know everyone's a little different. I mean, you guys see good heart on Twitter. You, you guys saw uh, Franklin tweet about the rule yesterday. I mean, I mean, even Jason Cannon's getting in on it a little bit. I mean, he's seen that leech and leech hit the cycle. So, I mean, every player's a little different on how to handle it. I can't speak for those guys, but for me personally, it was just like start day, get away from it. And like on um, every other day, we're just kind of looking at it. You kind of laugh and kind of just like keep your mouth shut by your tongue. But at the end of the day, it's, everyone's a little different on how to handle dealing with social media. Now, Wick, I, I know that since you being a former pitcher and obviously a current pitcher now uh, as well, a lot of fans too get so frustrated with opposing players and guys that have big personalities like Fugio for uh, Oklahoma State with his hair and his antics and all that stuff too. As a pitcher, is that something that even comes in your mind if a guy's, you know, walking big, talking big, doing all that stuff that, you know, you want to you wanna do something about it? Or is that something that even crosses your mind where it's like, hey, he's just another batter that's going up to the plate and I'm just going to do what I can to strike him out? Um, as a player that does that, I mean, you've got to get credit to him. The dude's thing over 500 in the regional. He's doing something right. But at the end of the day, it's, it is baseball. Everyone plays a little differently. That's I can't remember if it was uh, Troy or the other announcer that said yesterday. It's like, that's the cool part about baseball. Everyone plays it differently. You could play it like Rizzio, who's over here dealing with Jack Sparrow running around third or spraying around the bases. Like, from a per- like, I saw him spraying around the bases. I was like, okay, like, dude's having fun on the biggest stage in baseball. Like, as much as people slander him, some stuff is just kind of like, eh, a little too far. But at the end of the day, he's having fun. That's what baseball's about, <laughs> especially in postseason. But it's—I mean, correct me if I'm wrong—is he a freshman? 
He is a freshman. So that's the thing. Like you got to like as a freshman, you kind of got to earn your stripes a little bit. But he's batting leadoff in 500 for in a regional for a national seed, so he's doing something right. But it's what goes around comes around is how I kind of view it. So depending on how he keeps playing or how the Hogs finally like pitch him, like there's a bunch of different ways you go about it. But as a like as a true baseball fan, I'm, it is cool seeing that kid play the way he's playing. I actually he I actually hosted him on a, a visit to Arkansas. <laughs> so the kid, I got to know the kid a little bit, but just knowing how he plays, it's really cool to see it in postseason baseball. I mean, it's going viral all over about it. Yeah, well, hey, here's the thing, Wick. You know, he may be a great player and he may have a good personality, but the best thing to do in a situation like that is just go out and beat him. And I know that the Razorbacks are going to, yeah, yeah, the Razorbacks are going to try to find a way to do it tonight, man. But. Hey, uh, listen, we're up against it, though, Wick. Really appreciate you coming on, man. You're a great social media follow. For those of you Razorback baseball fans out there, give Patrick Wicklander a follow. He's a guy on there that uh, has a lot of knowledge about the game of baseball and about the games themselves. But appreciate it, my man, and you enjoy the rest of the baseball season, man, and good luck to you the rest of the way, all right? All right, thank you.